Welcome to Village Church q and I'm Amanda, and I'm here with Pastor Michael. And today you're going to be informing me on mm. what do men really want? What do you think men really want? <laughs> I think you should tell us, and then I'll tell you if you're wrong. Oh, there we go. I love this. I love this. I was actually really tempted to answer the question, what do women really want, and see if I could like... That would be fun. Can, that actually would just be yeah. fun. We should do that. All right. That'll be really good. And then all the other <laughs> women will check out right away. Yeah, like, this, right. Is, <laughs> this is really great. Uh, so I feel like sort of an expert on men. Being <laughs> sounds, a man for... Being one myself. How long do you think you've been a man for? <laughs> right. There are men who are clicking on this because they're like, yeah, I want to see if he represents us rightly. Right. Yeah. So um, let, me, let me answer this in two different ways. And I'll make one caveat. I... I know there are exceptions. I understand that. I know not all men are the same and all men might give different like subtle answers. My my goal is not to put men into a small little box and say all men are the same. You know, they're not like you need to get to know if you're married, you need to get to know your husband and learn him. Every every man is just so so unbelievably unique. But uh there are some realities about masculinity and being men that are are fairly consistent if we're going to be honest. So okay. uh, I want to do, I want to speak uh, biblically to this because I think the Bible addresses uh, what men will say want slash need. Sometimes men don't always know what we want, but like, I think the scriptures know what we need. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, I'm going to address that. And then I'm just going to get kind of experiential and practical and tell you from my perspective, knowing a lot of men, I found some really common themes that I think men really want. So I want to start with Ephesians chapter five, verse 33 and this is that text where Paul talks about submission and uh, leadership for men, sacrifice, he, but he boils it all down. So verse 33 is the simple summary statement. If you forget about everything he said before that, you get this one verse and this is what it should look like um, in, in the home. Okay. So he says, however, let's summarize all this. Let each one of you, he's talking to the men, love his wife as himself. And one thing I've learned about most men, they're pretty good at loving themselves. We take Mm. care of ourselves. We spend money on ourselves. We like ourselves for the most part. Mm. And so his first thing here is like, okay, here, listen, this is what your wife needs. She needs you to love her with the same kind of sacrifice that you would love yourself. And this is really pointing back to the illustration of Christ on the cross. So that when we talk about what do women really want, we can go to like, I really do think the heartbeat is most women want to be sincerely loved and cherished at the end of the day. Um, But then he says this to the wives, let, let the wife see that she respects her husband. And then uh, one of the conversations we had is like, but doesn't every woman want to be respected? Absolutely. And doesn't every man want to be loved? Yes. And I heard one person say this, that most men want to be loved in order to feel respected. And most women want to be respected in order to feel loved. And it's just an interesting twist on that. But mm. at the end of the day, I think most men need, need like we're not going to die if we don't have it, but we thrive in our marriages when we are and feel sincerely respected by our spouse. And I think I could look at the women also and say, I think women thrive in their marriages when they are and they feel sincerely loved and cherished by their husbands. Like what woman is like, nah, I don't want to be loved and cherished. Like that is yeah. like, it's like the soul cry, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think men have this soul cry to be respected. And it's interesting watching it on the basketball court and uh, the baseball field, soccer at work. We want to succeed. And there's this desire that we want other people to look at us and say, you're really good at that. Like, I really appreciate that and respect that. Uh, 
again, are there exceptions? There are some men, I don't need to be respected. I'm better than that. Fine. Good for you. You're the 1%. The vast majority of men that I know want to succeed. They want to do well. They want to be seen as admirable and respectable by others. And when they're not, they have this unusual ability to crumble upon themselves and then to give themselves over to things and they just give up. Well, I'm never going to win or succeed. So mm-hmm. I think I think respect is unbelievably important. And so what I want to do is I want to unpack this um, in three big ways that I think if so, if you're married to a man, I think three big ways that you can translate respect to the man. Uh, and then maybe we can address the the question, like, what if he's not respectable, though? Like, that mm-hmm. is, I mean, how do you fake and feign respect for somebody you actually don't have any respect for mm-hmm. at all? So, but I, I think respect in the context of a marriage, that's really some of the, the I think that's kind of the context I want to go here is number one, it sees past a man's errors and flaws, and it sees uh, into their their strength, what they're good at and strong at. Here, here's what. Here's what I mean. When you're married to somebody, they're going to fail abysmally. And I could count my wife's failures up and down, left and right. And she could count mine. Mm-hmm. But when I think about her, if that's the first thing that comes to my mind, then I, I am not ever going to be, re- be able to respect her. Mm-hmm. And what a husband wants to know is that we can agree I'm a sinner. We could identify all those. We could list them out. The Lord knows even more. But when you look at me, do you see my failures or my strengths? Hmm. And if the first thing that you see is their strengths and you let the blood of Christ cover the failures or you entrust the continual failures to the sanctifying work of the spirit, Mm -hmm. when you can just put that in the hand of God's providence and let the first thing you think of them be their positive qualities, that is like, that is an unbelievable foundation for respect. But let me, let me tell you how this manifests with men. If you polled a thousand men, I'm convinced of this, and you said, what do you appreciate the most about your wife? Or if you were to take a million Mother's Day cards or like whatever, and you were to, or, or you know, like husbands, well, in theory, a lot of husbands write their wives a Mother's Day card because they bear their children. Anyways, in theory. It's getting sad. <laughs> Anyways, if you were to take all of them and pull one common theme, it would be something like this. She's still with me. She's stuck by me this long. She's seen all my worst and she still sticks around. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It is literally in every single comment that a man makes. It's I, I think of a thousand men, I'm going to get 999 of those because when a man is seen in marriage for his worst, which I don't care who you are, you will be seen for your you worst. You will be seen for if your you worst. you marry a dude, yes. you're going to see him in his you're worst. married as a woman. Like, and that the fact that she worst. sticks with him, he's like, listen, that woman saw all of me, yeah. the worst of me, my lowest lows. Is she still here? That's respect. Yeah. Like this loyalty kind of thing, yeah. you know? But uh, what that means though, is she's able to see the worst, but but when she thinks of him, she doesn't think about that first. She's like, no, that's still my man, even though he's, you know, whatever. Not perfect. Right. So that's number one. Uh, it sees past the errors into the strength. It sees strength before failure. Number two, it keeps respect, keeps failures private and success is public. So some women are like, yeah, buddy, like, why am I going to like promote him as somebody who does these things really well when privately he's a complete loser? Well, Mm -hmm. that private stuff is no one's business. It's just not. In fact, I have never met a man who's like, yeah, I want my wife to tell all the worst things I do and never the good stuff. No, most men are like, why are you talking about all of this right now? Really? Like, can that just be our failure? Like that was between you and me or me and the kids or something. Like I gave you insight into that, not so you could bullhorn it and tell all your friends to make yourself feel better about how great of a wife you are. And like, I don't really want 
your girlfriends knowing my worst moments. Yeah. Like I would actually, like, I don't need them to know a fake version of myself, but maybe ask my permission. Mm. Like, can, are you cool if I like talk about this with some of them? Anyways, but when you're out with friends, um, just the sheer ability to highlight with sincerity, the strengths rather than highlighting the weaknesses. Uh, I think that just goes, that goes a, a long way. And then finally, number three, uh, respect is loyalty to the relationship above all others. So I want to, I want to poke a little bit. I don't want to say the majority cause I can't validate that. Uh, a uh, concerning amount of wives are more loyal to their mother-in-law and their children than they are to their husband. To their mother-in-law? To their mother, sorry. To their mother. Yes, okay. not their mother-in-law. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. Let me I was rephrase say, that. Let I'm me not start sure over. that's right. <laughs> a, concerning, a concerning amount of women are more loyal to their mothers and their children than they are to their husbands. So um, loyalty, let's practically put this down. Loyalty is you share your heart with your husband before you share it with your mother and your best friend. Mm. Loyalty is that your husband gets the first of you and the best of you. Uh, when it comes to like pouring out some of the things you're dealing with. Now, some husbands, like we're not good at listening. We got, that's a problem. And I understand why women withhold stuff. Like, again, I'm talking about the ideal world. And I understand that everything I've just said, that might be a process to get to this point. Yeah. Um, your husband disciplines the kids. Now, what the discipline isn't sin. It might not be the best, but it's not sin. So the mother comes in and she says, no, we're not doing that. In fact, this is how it's going to be. Um, There's a form of disrespect. As there. a form of just, yeah, it's like, mm -hmm. well, it's showing loyalty to the kids over to oneness with the husband. Mm -hmm. and, and I think there's a general rule here, which is if, if they haven't sinned, just stick up for them. Uh, it's, okay, it's okay. Like no one's going to die. And if it's right. catastrophic, you know, you can go have a private conversation and say, I think we should actually change the discipline. I don't want to be the one to do it. Yeah, let's go you back. should go back and say, yeah. It was too much. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm sorry. Like give him the dignity to do that. But that way you two are on the same page because no child ever has to see mother disagree with father on a non-sin issue, right? We need to like learn how to stick up for each other. Mm -hmm. And um, it's it's just, I would say it's unusually common that women choose their mother, their children, and then add in the best friend over the husband mm -hmm. in terms of they'll stick up for them publicly or in front of other people. And uh, they will sacrifice or choose oneness and unity in those moments with those relationships over their husband. And I would say a lot of that is probably the overflow of bitterness. Uh, mm -hmm. They're disappointed and their husband's lack of performance as a good husband. And so they feel justified to do this. But this is it's getting deep. It's getting deep. It's, I mean, <laughs> so as I say that, am mm -hmm. I wrong? Mm -hmm. And I'm happy for mm -hmm. you to say, yeah, but. Um, um, no, I think a lot of that was right. And. Uh, I mean, you're making, you're making yeah. the, a whole lot of self-reflective questions go on here, but it's yeah. true. It, it is the easy place to go to connect with your mother or, you know, your best friend, mm -hmm. um, a, you know, opposed to your husband who yeah. might not even be able to give you a listening ear. So I could yeah. see how that yes. naturally happens, but yeah. fighting for that loyalty and yeah. wanting to go to him first with that information right. and make him a, a true friend, you know, and yeah. not just a friend, but your husband and your spouse. Yep. I think it's important. Yeah. What I, what I fear could be what somebody would hear is that I'm just like, like justifying a man being an idiot. I'm not, I actually think all of these are really hard. Yeah. Uh, I think they're very challenging and it's really hard 
for you to know all the things that your husband was supposed to be, but think of him when you think of his strengths. Let me tell you where that is birthed out of. That birth, that's birthed out of praying for your husband a lot mm-hmm. and giving over his failures to the Lord. Yeah. That's where that's birthed. Yeah. So that's not like a natural thing. Mm-hmm. The wife who prays for her husband will think of his strengths before her failures. Yeah. That's that's a good place there. Yeah. Um, keeps failures private, but success is public. Mm-hmm. That's also a woman who's learned how to pray for her husband. She's already given those failures to the Lord. Yeah. And knows safe spaces to talk about failures, yeah. but I, or I'm waits you, for those safe spaces, you know, and, yep. and leaves the timing in God's hand. Like when God wants to use you as a tool and picks you up, great. When He yep. doesn't, just stay down. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, this the last one we talked about, which is respect, is loyal to the relationship, to the marriage above all other uh, all others. That is the result of 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 a woman who, because of her prayer life and her own self reflection. Um, is passionate about doing whatever she can to build this marriage. Because guess what? Mother's going to die. No offense. Um, Children are going to leave and you're going to be left with this person for the last 40, 50 years of your life if you should live that long. Mm -hmm. And so build that. And again, I get why bitterness and frustration and disappointment are going to push you to other things. Um, But if you really want to know what a man wants, I think the woman who learns how to tangibly communicate and believe respect is going to watch the husband's heart melt into her. Hmm. It's it's the most powerful tool in your tool belt, but it, it's not easy. Now, let me just give you like the 30 second. Here's what I think. Okay. Practically, experientially, I, okay. I made a little list here. Uh, number one, I think all men want respect. Number two, connecting sex. I think- <laughs> so, What is connecting? Like, so this idea- <laughs> I see your notes sometimes. I'm I like, know. What? You're like, what is he talking about? It's this idea um, that, <laughs> so most- so here, can I tell you, it's a really common story. So uh, I'm talking with a dude. So my wife and I, we do premarital counseling. Yeah. We do a ton. The amount of counseling on the area of sexuality that we do is just, I never anticipated pastoral ministry. I would deal with this kind of stuff as yep. much as we do. Okay. Um, and so the amount of men who are like, we'll be sitting in counseling and the woman will be like, like I'm making initiatives and he is rejecting me. And he's like, yeah, but I, you were just criticizing me and I don't feel connected to you. And I feel like I, I don't want this to be just something we do it because we have to do it. Like the amount of men. The task. Who actually, <laughs> yes, because for for a wife, if she's like, ah, check it off the box. I know he wants it, whatever. Like she has a lower sex drive than he does. And he's like, yeah. I don't need you to be like, like as sexually energetic as I am. But I just want to know that you're here and you're not just like going through the motions because it makes me feel like I'm using you. Yeah. I've heard that so many times yeah. that I'm like that. But what I, what it tells me is that actually men really do want to connect. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. a very that makes real sense thing. Now that you like, it is physical. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. Right. But there, a, a man who loves his wife, likes his wife. I actually... <laughs> That you're not a body to them, yeah. you know, like, yeah. but it can feel like that. Cause every day he's like, you want, you want to do it again? You know, and she's you're like, oh my gosh, like, it was just yesterday, right? Too, so that's... But like, but he's also, there. there's always also the connection as well. And so the quantity of men who will reject sex because they don't feel relationally connected is very, very high. And then there are some who don't care. They're like, whatever. I get that. There's exceptions. Yep. All right. So respect, connecting sex. Time with good friends encouraged. So there's a bunch of dudes. And every time I'm like, hey, guys are going to hang out. And these are good men. I mean, these are men who love the Lord. And the wife's like, really? Again? And he's like, yeah, sorry. She won't let me go. And I'm like, I'm like, you should be pumped that this dude wants to go hang out. Now, if he's going out and spending a hundred bucks four times a week, totally different issue. Or they're bad friends. Or they're bad friends. These are good friends. Yes. Yes. I find that most, most Christian women... Um, I have most of this too. I just have, there's so Some. many that I like have a hard time. Uh, they are, they make the friendships, they make the man feel guilty for it. 
Um, but also they'll say things like, well, what about my friends? And I've yet to meet a man. I'm sure they're out there. Don't get me wrong. I don't know too many men who are like, I'm not watching the kids. I'm not staying home with them while you go out with your friends. Like, are they there? Mm -hmm. Yes. And if, and if that is your husband, call me and he's in Village Church. We'll have some <laughs> talks because I think that's weird. But like, just because you don't have friends, you want him to have friends. Yeah. You know, so yep. that's, that's one. Uh, time alone permitted. Like, can I just be alone? Like men just need to reset. I don't care. I'm an extrovert and I just need time alone. Yeah. And then food. I just, I've never been a man who doesn't. It doesn't mean you have to make the food. It doesn't mean that. Like, this is not like someone serve me and bake me food. Right, right. But I'll tell you, there's a couple moms and uh, at at our kids' school, and one of them makes food all the time. And every kid is just like, we love her. She's amazing. (laughs) Whoever feeds a man, I'm telling you, that dude's heart is just like the weight of my heart is through my mouth. It's like there's a lot of a lot of men out there like that for sure. It is very funny, but it doesn't mean you have to make food for. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you can order good food too. I'm just saying. <laughs> if a man, if you guys order food, sharing food with somebody is so powerful for a dude. Yeah. Yeah. And when we don't get it, we're just not great. <laughs> we're irritable. So, You're what do men man. really want? Who do, what do I know? Just a dude. All right. Well, thank you for giving us into the insight into the masculine brain. My joy. Um, next time you're going to answer, what do women really want? Ooh, you're the answer. You're the answer. <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs>